0: Butler Butler turns fires it's good as the shot clock expires Jimmy Butler and it's a six-point lead what's up basketball fans collectors investors card ladder card talk Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze, whoever you listen to, Pack to the Future. Uh, you guys are all awesome in the sports card world. Thanks for joining us today here at Hoops and Cards. I got to give a shout out to Sports Card Strategy Show and NoOffSeason.com and NASSHAC Index and Hobby Time with Dirk Nashty, baby. Dudes, dudettes. Today, I want to share a bit about my card show adventures this past weekend here in Northeast Ohio. And along the way, you'll hear some stories, but you'll also hear some ideas, picks, some takes, even some guys I don't like. I'm I'm usually an optimist, but today, man, that optimist is so, so whack. I'm still an optimist, but whatever. Let's get after it. So this weekend I spent my first uh, chunk of time at a card show in over a month, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I I'm not gonna lie. We have a a uh, what I would consider a great card show. I mean I I haven't been to the National or the Midwest Monster or the Southwest Sizzler or the West Coast Wildebeest. What why are we naming card shows after like? Intimidating animals I think that that probably just attracts more It's probably a good thing I don't know But anyway, my my, uh, weekend was I spent a little bit of time At Hartville It's in Northeast Ohio It's one of several in this area this month And uh, You know, card show, basics uh, Cash is king So get some cash out before you go Know what you want and try to stick to it. That's hard when you see deals on things you didn't expect. Uh, Like, look around the place. Before you buy, like, walk around the place once or twice and uh, strike up conversations with people. You've got to find a polite way sometimes to end those conversations because some people just want to talk all day. And, uh, you know, there might be this reality of, hey, if you're looking for one specific card or one specific product you might get you know in a large card show like that there might be one or two people that have it and it might sell within the first hour so I I try to do a quick walk through hi everybody or almost everybody and kind of see what what's there uh I don't consider it a great time to be buying basketball cards for the most part unless unless somebody's going to give me what I think is uh September or October deal on a card. I think the basketball card market, you know this if you listen to Hoops and Cards, that we, uh, NBA Finals, NBA Draft, and now we're kind of in that that massive canyon, that abyss, the lull, the offseason. I don't want to hear what Josh Giddey did yesterday in the Summer League. I really don't. I know he's a good young player, but, man, Summer League heroes. I'm staring down after one game I'm staring down a Paul Reed rookie auto and going nah it's Paul Reed like there's a reason these guys are in the summer league at all there's only a few of them like the top 10 picks that they're just doing it for experience and conditioning top you know the first round picks so it's exciting to see Chet Holmgren and all those other guys you need to learn the names of or don't want to yet that's fine uh their rookies won't be out for quite some time. Uh, but but I, I basically see the best time for buying sports car, basketball cards. Excuse me. <clears throat> we are mostly basketball card podcasts. And uh, the values of cards or the prices will continue to go down because basketball season, the NBA is wildly irrelevant despite Kyrie and KD's attempts to make it so. Uh, basketball cards as a whole don't have the excitement or the uh, things to look forward to in the next month or two or three like the NFL does with the uh, beginning of the new season just around the corner for preseason games and um, major league baseball man prospecting Bowman all these call-ups and so I'm I'm like not in a hurry to buy this <laughs> this past Saturday unless I find incredible deals and of course I did and you can at a show or online or in a card shop you can find people that are making money in this hobby and just just so happy to help you make money to give you good deals on cards so and what I mean by that is maybe they bought a bunch of cards at a bulk rate and they're willing to sell them You put them out there as dollar box or $5 box or $10 box cards. And they know that eventually all those cards will sell. Even if they're taking a loss on each individual card, they're making a chunk of money back on just selling what they bought in bulk. I love it. I love that there are a variety of ways to approach this. And one of the ways I have been looking at, or right now I'm going to send 20 cards in, is this, uh, new PSA offer for members, it's not a commercial, I don't represent PSA, I don't, I don't love PSA, I just would recognize graded PSA cards are kind of like the, still the top brand for grading and, and, uh, slabs, so they sent out a thing saying, hey, if you're a member, here's our deal during the national, or during July, right, the, uh, $18 a card, for cards that are valued at less than $200 each, and man, that's, for a budget guy, that's, that's a lot of what I have, so, sports cards on a budget i'm saying are there cards are there 20 cards that i'm willing to send off to psa and wait till december or january for and you guys know man december and january means basketball nba season is starting up and january just before the all-star game and and so i have basketball cards that i was ready to to send in i was also open to buying a couple of cards this past weekend if I thought, man, that would probably grade a 9 or a 10. I could send that in. But also, I'm looking at pro football quarterbacks that have a playoff shot. So I went to this card show. Um, In fact, if you listen a few episodes ago, we did a thing about five buys for the offseason or things to consider. And one of those five buys was something other than basketball cards. Like, that's what I called it. Buy something else. If you are looking to make money in the shorter term, like before Christmas. And for me, one of those is pro football quarterbacks, rookie cards that have a playoff. Just good chances at the playoffs. A, because during the, you know, as as the playoff picture takes shape in pro football, those player cards will be in more demand. And two, <laughs> did it again. And two, <clears throat> They're going to have a couple of chances for uh, jumps or increases in prices well before the playoffs as a guy like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. I'm even looking into Jalen Hurts a little bit more because how is this guy so under um, appreciated in the sports card hobby, but... If you look at fantasy football, he's a top six, top seven quarterback to almost everybody who ranks these quarterbacks. So I'm like, he's going to have some big games. They may not look like the same as a Tom Brady big game, like not as many yards and certainly a lot more rushing yards. Dual threat, baby. Oh, no, it's turning into a football podcast. Anyway, I'm thinking of buying and I have bought a couple of football cards to short term make some money on so that I can get that money back and pay for basketball cards that I would like in October and November. So that's what I was set to do this weekend at the card show. And of course, uh, you know, I went looking for two players at this show and two players, rookie cards that either were already graded or look like they would grade as a potential 10. And I, I came away with one of those two players I guess the guy who I had second on my list. And then a lot of cards of a lot of other people because <laughs> I I uh as I was noticing you know the the very few rookie cards of my two guys. I was like also very very willing to see well I wonder what basketball cards are going for. I wonder what prices they have on this player that card this rookie that guy, you know. And uh, so I I came back with a good number of basketball cards that uh, maybe one or two that I'm going to grade, but a whole bunch that I listed for sale on eBay already. I think it's important, or at least it helps me that when I buy a card, I have a general idea of what I want to do with it. So I did get, hey, this was another thing to opportunity to seize in this moment of Prices being down or going down, NBA cards taking a backseat to NFL and baseball and soccer. I bought a couple of cards for my personal collection, my PC. So that was a LeBron James card I got for ten bucks. Uh, absolutely love the card. I was gonna buy, and uh, really just have, have waiting for a while for the right time to buy the LeBron James. I think it's the 2008 tops, just the regular or the tops chrome where he's doing the chalk toss. And it's like one of those horizontal looking cards. And one dealer there had three of them that were really nice conditioned. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested, but I'm thinking about it. I'll be back. And of course, an hour later, I came back. All three were gone. like, all right. (sniffs) Missed opportunity. Sometimes at these shows, like memo, you're not the only buyer in the room, especially at a large card show. So if you see a deal, uh, there were actually a few deals where I'm like, I like the cards this guy has, but I want to hold on to my cash. So let's consider a trade. And I made two trades on Saturday that I feel great about. I feel great about. Uh, That was because I took some cards of players that I was more than willing to trade, deal, get rid of, because I have a lot of them already, and say if I can get a card or two of the guys I really want, or I really think are a steal right now, and, uh, and so that's what I did. That's what I did. Picked up some cash in the process. So, you know, and you can evaluate the deal if I told you all the details. Guys probably listen to the podcast. So I'm like, but I, I think he probably got the better end of the deal overall. And yet both of us know what we paid for our cards. And I feel good about what I was able to, to do because I wound up with three cards that I did not have. And that actually all three of the cards that I did not have, I... Uh, two of the three I'm going to send in for grading right away. And uh, don't mind waiting six months or whatever. Um, and then the third card I'll probably grade eventually because I think it's just a beautiful card. It's just not worth as much yet. So so all that to say, one of the things that, that's just fun about a show is there's a, a thousand different ways to do a deal. you know. And uh, this one was a bulk deal and a trade. So I got the cards I wanted. Anyhow, guys, why am I even doing this? Uh, why, why do I do a podcast about hey, I went to a card show. Well, because a lot of you have been to card shows, a lot of you are going to card shows. And I think we learn from each other. I, I love learning from your stories, deals you made, things you thought, plans you had, uh, you know, strategies going at a card show. And, and I think we learn a lot from each other's stories. So tell your story like I'm doing here. And, uh, you know, I came away from that card show Uh, Even though I targeted two guys, I came home with about 150 cards, maybe 200 cards and five or so, maybe 10 that I'm going to have graded a bunch that I'm listing on eBay and another group of cards that are for the PC. So it was bulk deals, right? Digging through the $2, $3, $5 boxes. And uh, just grateful too. the more you go, if you've got a regular card show in your community, like the more you go. People know your face. They know you bought from them in the past and they give you even better deals. So, thank you to you guys who did that for me and for my son at the show. Uh, There's value in that, you guys, as um, sellers and as buyers, just to do repeat business. And even if that's just in your Facebook group, you know, you're like, dude, I can't go to a show. Like, I'm in whatever place you're in where they don't have a card show for hours or miles or, you know, states away. So, it's not just in person. It's, facebook groups it's discord it's uh discord like we have discord you guys if you guys don't know this it's a great place to chat and meet friends it's discord.com and every every group like ours that hoops and cards we have a channel you can go in and just start talking meeting people sharing ideas sharing pictures of cards you got or listing cards that you want to sell to somebody um it's a great way to do it great way to connect so Yeah, relationships, I think, help deals, friendships. So I really enjoy that. Thank you, guys. I won't throw out all the names, uh, but that was a big win this weekend. Uh, I want to say a few more things about just the NBA card market and sports cards in general here for you after this break, but did want to make this a bit shorter episode because I'm that guy who said a few episodes ago, hey, we're going to kick off this new year and we're going to try to do more episodes, just make them shorter. So we'll see about that. a little harder to come by since the first quarter for both teams. Pokashevsky capped out on the corner as he drills another three. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. I never even knew that there was proper form to shooting the ball. <laughs> Desmond Bain can show you proper form. So I wanted to give you guys a couple of, um, I guess just thoughts I've been chewing on when it comes to basketball cards that, uh, whether you are looking at higher end players or goats, those kind of things, or if you're looking at prospects and wanting to get in on some guys that, uh, that you might think will have an increased role for next season. Uh, I I think we, we talk frequently about names that you, you know, that we all know, and players that, I mean, the names Bones Highland and Cameron Thomas when it comes to prospects, those should not be news to you. Uh, Bones has some playing time opened up to him now that Monte Morris is gone in uh, the trade away from the Nuggets, and Cameron Thomas is going to get some playing time and get some shots regardless of what the Nets do with Kyrie or the rest of their roster. He is... He is a scorer. He is a volume scorer and has tons of potential. And the other guy we probably mentioned before that that may be stepping into a larger role with his team and has shown the ability to do a lot is Jalen Noel from Minnesota. Minnesota, like it, love it, need it. But uh, Minnesota, after getting rid of Malik Beasley and who else they trade, Pat Beverly, Pat Bev, uh, that, I mean, Jalen Noel can play both the the point and the shooting guard if needed. And, and you Minnesota fans, you know what we're dealing with here. Jalen Noel, when he gets minutes, he is a, he's a bucket. He's a problem. Uh, he's fun to watch. He's, he plays in attack mode most of the time, but another guy I'm thinking of, and uh, actually two guys that just I would say in the last week, week and a half, some developments have, have happened where here's a guy that that one guy that I think you know his name and the hobby has forgotten or, or NBA has forgotten is Brandon Clark. And Brandon Clark had several really good games in the playoffs for Memphis. And uh, he's just tough rebounder scorer. Well, Brandon Clark is going to get more opportunities to shine or to dominate because Steven Adams isn't what he used to be and Jaron Jackson Jr. is hurt so I'm I'm curious about Brandon Clark let's just say what I am is not selling the Brandon Clarks that I have I'm not like you know saying run out and buy Brandon Clark I'm just saying huh there's a guy with a, an increased role and then another dude after the trade of DeJounte Murray I went back and looked at uh, what, what the Spurs did in games this season this past NBA season without him because there's Hey, they've got a lot of guys that are young and have potential. Josh Primo, Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. They've got guys that could fill that scoring void from DeJounte Murray's departure and uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth's departure. You know, they've they've cleared out some room for young guys to step up and play. That could even be Malachi Branham who they drafted from Ohio State. And uh, I love as a future uh, point forward or point shooting guard, combo guard, whatever. But I, I'm starting to, to notice Trey Jones as I look at what the Spurs did with him and how he performed in March and April. I mean, that might have been a, a mini audition for him, and they may have said, "You know what? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep building this younger core, younger than Dejounte, and build with players that that fit what we want to do long term." And that starts with Keldon Johnson. I think he's gonna have a good year. I don't think the Spurs are going to the playoffs. I think they're going to the lottery. And they're going to the lottery with multiple picks. So they've got some of Atlanta's picks in that trade, right? But I, I like Trey Jones. And so whatever Trey Jones you have or what I have, I'm, I'm putting aside into like just a prospect box. I'm pulling out of, pulling Trey Jones's out of my dollar box and yours. If you put them in there and it's a, it's a prism red crack dice or it's a purple optic hollow. Like I'm pulling those. He's very interesting to me. And then on the, the, the higher end you know maybe you heard our high risk high reward episode from a couple days ago about Zion and Luka and I'm not sure about any of these guys I'm I'm, I'm starting to lose interest in Scotty Barnes cause I mean let's say long term he's he may be one of the best 5 or 10 players in the NBA but next season he has to share the scoring load with 5 guys who want to shoot OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr Pascal Siakam, Precious Achua I love saying Achua uh, I don't see Scotty Barnes uh, next year becoming that class as Anthony Edwards. I don't. I think he's going to have a, a very good season, but his role is actually going to be slightly diminished because of the return from injury of OG, who they love, and Van Leet, who they love and they should, and the leadership of Pascal Siakam, who played like an MVP in March and April. So I'm not as big on Scotty Barnes, but w- who I am starting to think more about you guys is Kawhi Leonard there I just went to almost goat status Kawhi Leonard and Giannis those two guys but especially Kawhi coming back from injury I have his prism rookie at or next to the top of my summer shopping list or my buying shopping list if you look at the Kawhi Leonard 2012 prism it'll be interesting do you think the 2012 prism set will retain its glory or its uh shine in the hobby as being the first Prism release, and some iconic looking cards there of rookies like Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, J- Jimmy Butler, you know, lots of players, but Kawhi is, I think, still the best of those, and so I'm going to pick up, I'm just calling my shot now, I'm going to pick up a a graded PSA 9, uh, of course it is graded if it's PSA 9, but like PSA 9 Kawhi base rookie from Prism, that's, that's a, I'm calling my shot, I'm going for that, you might find some deals on graded rookie cards of guys who used to be out of your price range, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, his, his, his cards are still wildly affordable in the race for everybody getting, first of all, like unloading their basketball to buy football cards or whatever. And then the race for the new prism or the new rookies, or please get me a Cade Cunningham auto. Like I like Cade Cunningham. I like a lot of these guys. It's a great draft class, but right now the, it seems like some of the better deals are in proven players and proven sets already graded at like the lowest I've seen in three years prices. So I like the Damian Lillard rookie. I like the clay Thompson rookie. Of course, if you can get parallels or silvers, that's better. But anywho, that's a longer than I wanted to go on this part of the episode. But to just say, hey, if you're a higher end investor collector, I'd look at I'd look at some Kawhi. You've got and and I'd even look at Zion for two two reasons that those guys are similar. I know it's crazy. I could throw Lillard and Jamal Murray. These guys are all coming back from injuries, so they're going to get some sort of a bump and excitement and people buying because they're coming back from injury, and then once they start playing well, I think all four of those guys are going to play well again, and Anthony Davis, why would they not? They're going to have big games. Maybe you list it to sell after one of those, you know, Anthony Davis goes for 30 and 15, or D. Lillard drops 40 on Christmas, or Kawhi Leonard has the Clippers, you know, aimed at the one seed by, one seed by February. Like, all that stuff is very, very possible. I'm not going to say probable, because anybody could get hurt, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, There's some better deals on currently playing future Hall of Famers on their rookies than, than I've ever seen. And so I'm looking at those and not chasing. Like, I look at what I've bought the last two years. You guys know I've got lots of cards from the last three years. Lots of Darius Garland's and still love him. Lots of Tyrese Maxey's. Love Halliburton. Like, there's a lot of great players. If you're not in on those, then I would, I'd encourage you to listen to a bunch of our podcasts from the past year. But the big guys... LeBron, Kobe, Michael, Shaq, Magic, and then the goats I mentioned that are still playing, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, you know, those players, man, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to, instead of buying 10 prospects, buy one great rookie card. If you can do it, that's the challenge for me because I want to buy lots of things when I see good prices, but, but keep your, keep your goals set. What do you want to do next? And, uh, you know, that was my card show experience. Focus in on one or two goals, and if you get it distracted, it better be worth it. Oh, it's blocked by Porter. He's off to the races. You got it, kid. Kevin Porter with his biggest defensive stop of the season, and Dallas calls a timeout. You know, he says something, I listened. Alright everybody, what an episode Just get on here and talk about Our adventures in sports cards And I would love to hear what deals you've got What your strategy is When you go to a show or to a shop Especially if you're going to the National Or the Midwest Monster Or the Southeast Loch Ness Lizard cab You know, whatever I would love to hear from you At Hoops and Cards on Instagram And you can go check out hoopsandcards.com Sometimes I don't even tell you about HoopsAndCards.com. It's like the best-kept secret in the hobby. It's, it's, I don't know if it's the best-kept. I just haven't been telling people. But HoopsAndCards.com, there's an article there about five huge risks and uh, other resources for you to check out. So, you know, that's that's all that's all free stuff. So, anyhow, I hope you guys have an awesome week. And uh, check us out later this week for a replay podcast, one of those classic basketball card 101s about... Hey, should I branch out and buy like cards from other sports? I did. Five on the clock. Four on the clock. Fred, the deep three from the logo! from the logo. Hold on to your butts.